and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. My name's Scott, and this week we're in a celebratory mood. Last week was the Trust's 17th birthday, so in proper party style, we've invited some guests over to have a wee gab about the last 17 years. Joining me this week is founder, patron, record breaker and dame Ellen MacArthur. With her, we have youth board member Sam, whose nine years with the Trust have led him to where he is now, to fatherhood and having sailing be a big part of his life. We also have Romy, who joined us for her first trip just last year, and she's excited to have all of this sailing still ahead of her. So please join me in wishing the Trust a belated happy birthday. What you're about to hear is a really lovely conversation. We hope you enjoy. Ellen, thanks for coming on. It's the Trust's 17th birthday. How does it feel to look back across those 17 years and everything that's happened? I think the first thing is, I can't believe it's 17 years. It seems quite extraordinary. You know, those first trips are like they were yesterday. But when you do think back and, you know, you do identify each different year and the incredible things that have happened, you you realise how amazing it's been and how incredible the young people are and continue to be and I just feel really lucky to have been involved with such a great organisation and such amazing young people. And to think as well where it started from and where it is now, you know, could you imagine what, it, what it's become when you started out 17 years ago? You know, we always set out to intend to help as many young people as we could. And that hasn't changed at all from that first trip right through to the trips that we run today. So in some ways, you know, a lot has changed in that there's a lot more young people, but The trips themselves have the same goal. The transformation and the magic that happens on those trips remains the same as it did on that very first one. So it's it's all different, but all the same in a in a nice way. I think it's easy as well to look back across seventeen years and see that in like the macro that there are a lot of numbers and achievements. But when it comes down to it, it is about each individual young person, as you say, and what they get from the trust. So what does it mean to you when you hear about those young people speaking so highly of their experience and saying that it set them up for what comes next? I just think it's wonderful to, to hear the positive feedback. And, and actually, it's, it's perhaps even more wonderful just to be there on a trip and, and just witness what happens firsthand. It's, it's extraordinary. You know, yes, of course, that young people are inspirational. It's a, you feel amazingly privileged to be with them and, and on the boat. But at the same time, you know, it's just, it's just so special. It's so, it's so much about fun. It's, it's, yes, it's about the individuals, but it's about everything that, that they create, which makes it really quite extraordinary. And, and to be here with Sam on the Zoom call and to think back to our time on Talata on the East Coast, what was that, six and a half, seven years ago? Yep, and absolutely. The most amazing thing perhaps about being 17 years on is keeping the connection with those young people and seeing them grow up and move on with their lives and have their own children. And, and that, that's really, really special to, to see that that evolution and and to keep in touch with those incredible young people. And Sam, you've been involved with the Trust since around 2011, I believe. You've gone yep. from being a young person who was supported on a trip to being part of the Trust's youth board and so much more than that. Can you tell us a little about what it's like looking back on your life pre the involvement of the Trust and what it's yeah. like now? Yeah, absolutely. Like Looking back to the young me, I think I must have been 14, just finished treatment, not really knowing what life was going to be not really knowing what the route what route life was going to take me i think that trip found the route i think it it made its 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 way into my life very much i still remember sitting down with dan monk on the bow of the boat and in the cockpit and learning to do spanish bowlines and just 
doing amazing things going do you know what this is this is it this is what i want to do and i think if anyone remember remembers me turning up to then remembers me leaving i think they'll know and you can see the difference in what it does because you couldn't shut me up for <laughs> for any any anyone tried but no one was no one getting any luck and i turned up home and chatting away and they're like who is this but yeah i think now looking forward and what I've done and actually going back to Thalassa on the East Coast, sitting with Ellen and going, look, I want to go for, I want to go, go forward in this. I want to do more. What should I do? I, I, at that time, I was set on super yachts and Ellen went, look, take it, take it chill. Just go and do a season, whatever it is in whatever sport, but water sports, go do a season in water sports. So guess what? I did. <laughs> I followed Ellen's command. <laughs> Um, and went and had, you know what, I had the most amazing life experience and learned so much actually about, I left high school and went straight out to France. Um, did a bit of training, obviously. They didn't just let me loose with kids in, uh, with no training, but did some training in pool and went straight from high school and straight, straight on and did water sports. And that my confidence from the trust trips made me be able to stand in front of 30 kids and give a lesson on weather. Without those trips, I would have never found that, well, Firstly, I would have never been—I would have never been in the south of France teaching water sports. But I think it just shows kind of where I've gone now and how like confident I am. Like, I would have never done something like this prior to prior to that. I think it just shows the difference it makes. You discovered sailing on that trip, and then you know how does sailing fit into your life now, nine years later? Yeah, so I now am a mate on trust trips. I was doing three or four a year. Obviously, having a little boy. I've kind of had to take a step back, but obviously now being involved in the youth board, but I've done many tickets. I've done my day skipper ticket and I've done my Yachtmaster Theory. Was planning on doing kind of Yachtmaster, but practical, but I'll get onto that when when I get round to it. And then obviously hopefully become a skipper one day. But yeah, it's a, it's a big part of my life. I, you can tell when I'm getting ready for a trip because I get very excited. I can't sleep for weeks before. I'm sure every young person has the same feeling coming back. I'm very much just like a young person coming back. <laughs> and thinking about where that relationship has ended up, you are on the youth board. You know, how does it feel being part of that? We are able to represent young people and how they are supported. I, th- I think it's an amazing experience. I'm very lucky to be part of it. I think it's a great chance for actually listening to. Obviously, we get to talk to young people all the time. Maybe more than what the skippers might do, and sometimes more than what the staff do. Because as a graduate volunteer. Sometimes young people open up a little bit more um, just because of what we've been through. And I think being able to take those conversations and go, look, actually, this doesn't work for this type of person or this doesn't, this person said this. Being able to take that in and actually have a discussion with that and with kind of other members of staff and go, just be frank and just go, not the frank, but be frank uh, with the points. Um, and just say, look, this is what needs to change. This is what people want from it. And then actually being listened to is an amazing experience. And actually, we're actually starting to see the difference that we're making. Romy, you had just started sailing before your diagnosis. What was it that made you think, I want to give sailing a go? Um, I'm not really sure. I'd seen some boats. Well, I've always liked to go to the Isles of Scilly um, every year. And I love seeing the boats there. And what was it like when you actually started doing it for the first time? really exciting because I was quite nervous but our sailing instructor um he just sort of plonked us on a boat teach and yeah just said go for it yeah (laughs) 
And what was it like then returning to that after your treatment, you know, continuing your own learning, going on your first trust trip? What was it like being back on the water? I was really excited, but nervous at the same time because, and I was holding back a bit because I was scared of capsizing, which I wasn't before. Um, it was just something that I took in this stride, but I was really nervous. And in terms of your, your recovery as well, you had osteosarcoma in your leg, right? Yeah. This is a very physical thing to go sailing. Uh, so what's going through your mind when you think of what you've been through and where you're at now? Um, sometimes I, could, I sort of think, oh, why, can't, why am I finding this hard on the boat? And why can't I do that quicker? But when I actually look back, I've come a long way. And you'll come back again once we're back, back in the water, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I didn't, I thought it was going to take longer to get back to um, the stage I was before, but I'm better than I was when I first started. So. <laughs> Did you still keep sailing in mind when you were going through your treatment? Were the things you were Definitely. doing? Definitely. Yeah. It's what, what kept me going. What kind of things were you doing? Were you like reading up on things or were you just thinking back to what you'd done already? Or um, I had Ellen MacArthur's Race Against Time book and I took that to every stay at the hospital. What a great name drop. What a great <laughs> name drop. I guess because like, on one hand, um, the trips are all about bringing young people together who have been through the same thing, but also it brings people together who also experience um, sailing and who have an interest in, in sailing. So, you know, hearing Sam talk about what's happened with his life going forward from his first trust trip, does that make you think, you know, maybe that's where my life may end up heading as well? I would love to carry on and I hope one day I'll be able to volunteer and help other people. You already know the trust would love that, so absolutely. <laughs> Sam, just talk about volunteering there. You've been a volunteer, you're a grad ball yourself as well, doing the trust, um, the youth board. What's your experience of seeing young people arrive on a trip and how they are on the Thursday or Friday when they leave? You said yourself like, there was a huge difference night and day from the Monday to the Thursday or to the Friday. What, what do you see when you're on a trip as a volunteer? I, it's very different all the time, but most of the time on your first time trip, you'll see maybe a few little groups from each hospital that, or groups that have travelled down together on the, on the Monday, all talking together okay, some of them might get split up or they might sit together, but actually by the Friday, you'll see one big group talking. It's not one little group. You've become that family on that on that trip. I think we were talking about this in a, a youth board meeting the other day, actually, was you become like, what is it about the trust that creates that relationship? And actually, it's not a friendship. It's a family well, with a friendship, obviously, but you become a family. And it's, although you might not see that person for a whole year, Without even talking to him for that year, you start the conversations as you did when you left that trip on the Thursday or Friday. It's 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 a crazy feeling. I've I try to describe it to people all the time and how you can leave a trip one year and go back and you might see someone from two years ago and you just you click again. It's it's that feeling of just belonging and I think that is that is kind of like I've got goosebumps now talking about it, but that is what the trust is about is that belonging and the change in the people especially myself is like you just you don't recognize the people at the end you really don't and if someone wants to if someone doesn't want to sail and doesn't want to learn about that but actually they just enjoy being with people that's fine but I love to just share my passion for sailing and hopefully make another version of of me like what Dan Monk did with me and taught me everything well not everything because he knows a lot but uh, taught me everything that he could during that week. I just love to be able to do that. I love to be able to sit and just spend a couple of hours in the evenings teaching knots or trying to teach 
weather or just looking at the clouds and looking at the tide and it's just a fantastic feeling being able to actually share what I've learned over the many many years of being with the trust and doing other courses and being elsewhere it's just a fantastic feeling. And Ellen having Sam and Romy talk about their experiences there we talk a lot about the magic that happens on trust trips you mentioned it earlier on have you ever found a way to put into words exactly what that magic is or what it is about being on the water with other young people that just seems to make a difference? Really hard. I, you know, Sam just said he's tried to describe what happens to people and, and he really he really struggles. The only, I don't think you can describe the magic. I mean, I can describe the different elements. Being on a boat is very special. It's different for the majority of the young people that sail with the trust. On the boat, you are a family, but you're also, as Sam said, part of this bigger family. So, you know, all the boats come together every day, every morning, every afternoon. You know, there's, there's a collection of everyone together. So that's very special. So I think because you're in a little family on the boat, because the boat is different, because the boats are a bigger family, that creates the vehicle for the magic to happen. But that in itself isn't the magic. The magic is the, the change in those young people from arriving on day one, being incredibly shy, incredibly quiet, very introvert to as Sam quite rightly put now you can see from Romy's smile you know you leave four days later and and these young people are just so full of fun and adventure and and stories and and laughter it's it's just extraordinary to you know to witness that from the outside and I think sometimes from the inside it's hard to understand but but it's really reassuring to hear Sam say actually it was a complete game changer for me you know it completely changed my life and I see that change in myself and I think you know as you get older you realize some of those moments in time where things really change and 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 I think the trust trips really provide a vehicle for that change but but maybe magic should remain a, a magic thing maybe actually if you understood magic it wouldn't be magic anymore and I think long may magic continue whatever that whatever that looks like just let that magic happen anecdotally speaking have you ever seen anything quite similar to this because I can't I can't ever imagine comparing it to anything when I think of the sailing I think of the trips I think of what happens on the trips and you see what happens I, I have no comparison point and that's I think that goes back to the magic as well I think that's a really good point and uh, but I do have a comparison um, and that was when I was invited to go and sail with young people in recovery from cancer and leukemia in France and this was now 20 years ago it was with a French charity called Achat en son cap and a girl I worked with in sailing, her brother had had leukemia and he was very involved with the charity. And he said, would I go and sail with these young people? And I jumped at the chance. I said, I'd, I'd, no, I'd absolutely love to. And I traveled over to Brest and there were lots of boats there and lots of young people. And as I arrived, I remember feeling incredibly nervous. Like Romy said, you know, you don't quite know what to expect. I'd never worked with young people, let alone young people in recovery from cancer. I didn't know what to say. They were all French, you know, there was a language barrier. There were many challenges. But within five minutes of setting foot on the boat, I was absolutely blown away by the young people and the fun and the the attitude and the, the 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 atmosphere was absolutely extraordinary I'd never seen anything like it and I stayed in touch with a lot of those young people many of them I went back into hospital we communicated when I went around the world for the first time I had you know a plaque with a hundred other names up in the in the cabin with me you know every day of that trip and they were a big part of that journey they inspired me hugely with with what I was undertaking and it just felt like the right thing coming home from the first round the world to set something similar up in this country because you know as you quite rightly say that there was nothing there was no there was no comparison here there was nothing that that the young people could do that was the same as that experience in France so it was amazing to be able to put the cancer trust together and run those first trips again nervously thinking 
is this going to be the same? Will it work over here? <laughs> but it did. It absolutely did. And that magic happened on, you know, trip one, two, three, and now hundreds and hundreds of trips down the road, that magic's still happening. That's a very profound point as well, but taking the names of the young people with you around the world, because even though you might not be together at the same time, once you've met each other, you can't, you can't unmeet each other. Uh, that is, that's for, for life as a family. It was very special. And actually, uh, the, when I finished around the world, 94 days later, um, there was a coachload of young people who came from hospital with the doctors and nurses you know, in the coach with them. And they drove to see me in. They drove through the day. I finished late in the evening, very late at night. And the last thing I did before turning in was going on the coach. They'd all been out to see me on a boat. They'd all come to the finish line. They'd wave to me and I went onto the coach to say hello to all of them before they drove back through the night to Strasbourg. Very special. We finish up episodes of Soundwaves the same way we finish up trips with a game of best bit, worst bit and funniest bit. Uh, it's probably impossible for you to pick any of those, Ellen. Uh, you've got a rich history with the Trust, but can you give us something great, something that maybe wasn't so great, and something very funny? I think for what's the best bit, I mean, every, every trip's the best bit, but I think what's the best bit is, the best part for me is seeing the same magic happen on a trip now as did 17 years ago. Seeing the same transformation, and m perhaps even more importantly, and this is quite a big best bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm milking this moment. Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, to, to see young people like Sam flourishing with confidence and just able to transmit that passion for life and, that the, and how their lives have evolved to the next generation of those young people coming through, that's really, really special. Um, worst bit, phew, saying goodbye, actually. Saying goodbye at the end of the trip. Every trip has a worst bit and that's saying goodbye because nobody wants to. I don't. None of the young people do. It's, uh, it's been an amazing time, and unfortunately, that has to draw to an end at some stage, physically. Um, and funniest bit, oh, funniest bit. There have been so many funny bits. I think the, being absolutely soaked in the water pistol fights, that I get, I get obviously headhunted for the water pistol fights, and, uh, <laughs> and every single time they are nothing short of amazing, so they're pretty funny, but there have been so many special moments, the card games, the conversations, the laughter, uh, it's really, really special. People really seem to enjoy targeting you and Frank in water fights, I'm not sure what's going on there. But... <laughs> Romy, you've had one trip so far, you're going to have many, many more, so you'll have like history to look back over the funniest bits and worst bits and whatever, but from your, from your one trip you've had so far, what's been the best bit, worst bit, funniest bit? Um... Dan let me do a 360 with the boat and steering it all the way around. It was really good because I felt, for the first time in ages, I felt like I was in control of myself and of what I was doing. Yeah. Do you have a funniest bit? Um, definitely the water fight again, um, with Pirates of the Caribbean playing. <laughs> than that. That's the coolest thing. And I guess the worst bit, saying goodbye. Yeah, definitely. Sam, help me with your best bit, worst bit, funniest bit. I think the best bit is, is being able to see, obviously me being a volunteer for now quite a few years, is now starting to see maybe the 18-year-olds, 18 17-year-olds now becoming graduate volunteers and catching up with them at the training days and actually go, wow, well done. And then them asking for like tips is like looking at you as someone that they've seen lead and help out on the boats and stuff like that. It's kind of so it kind of shins shivers down your back like people actually look up to you and people will then and I know that then people will look up to them it, it's kind of one of those things that just it's a constant wheel of motion of when 
I get back to trips, when we all get back to trips, there'll be more people. Those people will be grab, become volunteers. And then it's, it's just constantly happening. And it's, um, it's an amazing feeling. It really is. Um, worst bit, I'm going to go for the, uh, the typical having to say goodbye and probably not seeing everyone this summer. But obviously, there is still lots of virtual ways of getting in, involved with games on Tuesday night and everything else. So we'll still see each other, but just uh, not in the flesh this year. My funniest bit, I think Ellen might remember this. Again, I'm going to go back to the East Coast, is having Norman on board and tacking a massive Thames barge with Norman trying to pull the, the jib sheets from one side to the other and pulling them in. It's quite an interesting way of seeing a dog tack a boat. But yeah, that, is, that, that still sits in my memories every, every time I think of Norman. Whenever I, see, whenever I see a dog just like him, I'm like, oh, I remember the East Coast. <laughs> There we have it. Thank you so much to Ellen, Sam and Romy for joining us this week and to you two for listening in. Ellen's having a busy one this week. Our Trust Tuesday Hangout tomorrow night, which is Tuesday the 28th of July, is a live Q&A with Ellen. Sign up for your spot via the link found on our social media or on the news section of our website and you can put your questions straight to Ellen herself, like what it's like to sail solo around the world or how it feels to be knighted by the Queen. And on Wednesday, she'll be delivering a parliamentary talk about People's Postcode Lottery. We don't need an excuse to take some time to thank the players of People's Postcode Lottery, but I'm taking this one anyway to say without their support, these last 17 years would have looked very different indeed. So a big thank you, as always, goes to them. The Trust is always looking forward, but if you listen into this episode and it made you think back on times you've had with the Trust, we would really love to hear about them please do leave a comment below the post about this podcast on Facebook or Instagram or send a tweet because we've had a great time reflecting on these past 17 years and all of those memories involve people like you. Here's to making many, many more. Until next time, speak soon, stay safe, take care.